Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's giving you an instant take on Downton Abbey Season 5, Episode 1. That's right. So, spoiler alert. Seriously, if you don't want spoilers leading up to the U.S. premiere, then don't stop this podcast right now. Get out of here! Right. And that's, you know, you're more than welcome to do that, but for, this is for people who have watched Series 5, Episode 1. Which we have. Moments and ago. And we loved it. Yes. We literally just finished the first episode, yeah. you guys. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like a different show. Like, you know how people talk about The Simpsons? Because, like, The Simpsons has been on for so long. Right. Like, oh, it's like a, it, you know, it's cycled through and it's a different show now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of what, like, Downton Abbey is. Yeah, it's... It's it's, it's almost like it was inspired by characters <laughs> created by Julian Fellows. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Um. Yes. So... This is an instant take. We've never done this before. Right. We're so feeling our way through the format here. Let's also here. explain we're going to still cover in depth. Yeah. The same way as always for the U.S. Absolutely. Series. Yeah. So don't worry. Right. You're going to get, you know, Tom repeats history, fashion backwards. The whole detail. Yeah. The whole, yeah, the awards, the Abbey Awards. Yeah. That's all happening in January. You know, two and a half fucking hours, like whatever it takes. Yeah. We'll oh, be yeah. doing it. We'll do it. Yeah. But this is just a real quick and dirty, like, oh my God, here's <laughs> right. how we feel right now. Yes. Um, so yeah. So about seven to eight things happened. Yeah. In well, this I mean, episode. Yeah. It's so dense as it always is. Well, cause we started out and, and there's a committee putting together a war memorial. Right. And, and they, we're in 1924. Yes. So that's like a good four year jump. Yeah. Which those kids look, like they're not four or whatever. Yeah, but you know, we'll live with it. I can't remember yeah. math. Much like Daisy. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> right. So there's this committee that's putting together this war memorial and they want to meet with Lord Grantham and Carson. Right. And the reason for that is because they want to ask Carson to be the head of that committee. Right. And Lord Grantham is like, right. Because of course the night before it was like, Oh, I didn't really do my part. It's just a shame. I shouldn't be in front of everything. Mm-hmm. And then when he's not in front, he's all butthurt for the whole rest of he the episode. He is such a giant baby. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So much ISIS in this episode that <laughs> yeah. I think they listened to our podcast. Yeah. Plenty. She was so noble. She was, she was just camped out in front of the fire, like a sphinx. Yeah. And I was like, ISIS, ha- how you're still alive, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> anyway, so what happens with that committee is, like, you know, Lord Grant is like, oh, no, Carson. Like, it's totes fine that you, like, are on the committee and I'm not. Like, I'm just ra- – because they just want yeah. a piece of land from him, basically. But right. then Carson behind the scenes is like, hey, committee – I'm a traditionalist at heart. Right. You need to at least make Lord Grantham the patron of this thing. It's so patronizing towards Lord Grantham, too. That's why he's the patron. <laughs> right. But it's still like he's such a little baby. He it's is like, such... Okay. This entire episode is just everybody treating him like a little baby. Could you make up a fake award for him that says best Grantham and <laughs> give it to him? <laughs> but I have to think... If we were my grandfather's time, <laughs> would they give him an award for best Grantham? I He's like, it's with him. It's always, it's like, that's his equivalent of like the sex in the city thing. It's like, but I had to wonder. Yeah. Would it have been like this in my grandmother's time? And it's like, why are you even talking about that, dude? Right. You're not there. Yeah. There's not even Doctor Who yet. <laughs> like, you it's can't true. even conceive of that. Doctor Who is years away. Decades. Okay. Next. Daisy's maths. Yes. Daisy. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Okay. So Mrs. Patmore finally said to her face <laughs> yeah. what we've been saying for like two years, which exactly. is, bet you, you have a farm. Mm-hmm. Go to the farm. Be with the cows. <laughs> right. 
And so Daisy has ordered by mail um, arithmetic one and two lesson books. Right. And she Specifically says, oriented. I was terrible at maths at school and I've got a brain of a kipper. And like, it's so sad because yeah. I really relate. Yeah. Um, granted, I was an AP calculus, but I still felt the same way. Right. Where I would read my math books and I was like, what is going on? Right. I don't understand any of this. Yeah. And so she's, she's saying, upset. How and can like, she, how can she run a farm when she doesn't know that no, stuff? No. And Mrs. Patmore's all against it, but Mrs. Hughes is like, no, if she's ever like a cook, if she's the head cook, right. she's got to balance her budget. Right. And I was confused by it at first until the end when it's clear that Mrs. Patmore's problem is that she feels like it's just making Daisy feel bad about herself. Yes. And Carson you know. feels similarly. Yeah. Carson says that no loss of confidence is worth improving your math skills. Right. So uh, that's is, a weird attitude to have. Yeah. But he's an actor. What are you going to do? Yeah. A very uh, uh, educational heavy episode mm-hmm. um, because there's also a whole lot going on at the school yeah, where the homely liberal. Oh, they tarted that bitch up. Oh my God. They slapped some. She looked good. Yeah. She we're still going to call her the homely liberal. I mean, we're like, committed she's not now. that cute. Right. But, but she's like definitely they jazz aged her up. It's like when there's somebody playing kind of a homely character and then you see their like red carpet shot. You're like, Oh yes, my God. Totally. Yeah. No, it's like when you see Laura Carmichael as Edith and then you see her in like reality. And you're <laughs> right. Like, oh, you look fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Edith. Yeah. Edith, the baby stealer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lest we forget, she already stole that baby one time. Right. From those poor people in Switzerland. And or she's wherever. now looking to steal it again from, from the pig family. The pig man. Yeah. Uh, the pig man is like the James Bond of the lower classes. He has some animal magnetism. He does. His wife thinks that Edith wants to bang him. That's why she's going over there all the time. Right. Which makes sense. Because like, he's probably, super hot. That's something his wife has to deal with a lot. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, but he keeps getting her pregnant so everybody knows. He's like, no, this is what I want. Yeah. And she looks Oh, fine. yeah, she's She's like a totally attractive lady. Yeah, she's also, the on baby's par. name is Marigold. Nah. And then, like, Edith, did you pick that out? Right. You Rufus Wainwright loving bitch. I picked it out. I named it after my ugliest dress. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Baxter's still around, which is great. Uh, well, it's not. But, I mean, I think the worst thing about this episode by far is, is the whole Thomas Baxter thing continuing, but... They seem to have like really decided that they will regret yeah, that and like are trying to wrap it done. up. And I've heard episode. the rumors that there's like a really dark gay plot for Thomas this year. Right. So we'll see yeah. how that works out. Anyway, Baxter stole some jewelry and went to prison for three years and no one gives a shit. Right. We didn't give a shit before. We didn't give a shit while it was happening. We don't give a shit now. Right. No one gives a shit about Baxter. Right. Her face makes me angry. Right. But what worked out was, and it was Molesley's advice, he was like, if you're getting blackmailed, you just got to go tell her yourself. Yeah. Because Which, it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it for you. It's not worth it for the viewing audience. Right. And it was clearly the right choice. I mean, she's still, as as matters stand, she's still, like, McGee was clearly like, well, you can stay out till I decide, but I am not promising that you will stay on. Can we talk about how great McGee is in this episode? Absolutely. You guys, Elizabeth McGovern is a goddamn treasure. Yeah. She's a bi-national treasure. Yeah. She's so great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Everything she did was wonderful. She just, ah... And she was doing the McGee accent. It was yeah. fantastic. Well, because then Thomas comes along and tries to be like, oh, I've learned this thing. And McGee is like, shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. Um, so there's... We cycle back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there's this anniversary party. It's right. Cora and Robert's 34th, 34th wedding anniversary. And Robert's like, I don't give a shit because I just want Tony Gilliam to like marry my daughter. Right. Which I think 
is kind of setting the bar a bit. Like, Tony Gillingham is so needy. Yeah. He is a needy motherfucker. Like, you know, he's fine or he's whatever. He's like, okay. But yeah. Like, he's hot. Yeah, sure. He's very... Which brings me to another overarching theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. This is the triple X Downton Abbey. Yeah, this, this was sexier than the porn parody that we tried to watch. <laughs> this is Downton Abbey after dark. Like people be fucking yeah. this season on Downton Abbey. Yeah. They are gonna have some wedlock babies. Because guess who we meet for one thing? Lady fucking Anstruther. Who is a hoe? Yeah. She is a huge hoe. She is hot for Jimmy Kent. Yeah. And he and Thomas have this whole like, oh, we're sexually ambiguous buddies. Right. You know? And those two together were so great. It makes us remember what we like about Thomas. Just his right. general. He's. But it also made us remember that time he tried to rape Jimmy Kent. Oh, well. <laughs> so it's kind of a mixed bag. Sure. Um, yeah. So anyway. Tony Gilliam's coming through. Yeah. He doesn't travel with a valet anymore. We're not even going to talk about murder prison. No, okay? we're not. We're not even going to go God there. God damn it. They're getting rid of this whole nonsense with Thomas and what's her name, but apparently murder prison is just going to haunt us forever. It's a, Stupid Mr. Bates. Jesus Christ. When Mary talks to Anna about Mr. Bates, it feels like when you have a friend who's with like a bad idea guy, but he's like never done anything quite bad enough that you can unequivocally be like, you need to get this fucker out of your life. Yeah. And that is how it feels. Yeah. Anyways, no, but Mary's all like, oh, like, it's very strange that you're supposed to tie yourself down to one person. You have to know how that side of things is going to work. Yeah, so she says all that, but then she also says she was talking to some, like, friend of hers, and she's like, she was being so graphic, I nearly fainted. <laughs> in case you were worried that Mary wasn't still the coldest bitch in the county. Right. Oh, shit. There was something else super cold she, she did. No, she told Tony, she's like, I love you, Tony, in my cold, unfeeling way. Yes. And I was like, why are you me yeah but and i also love it because i believe that julian fells was very explicitly saying with that dialogue between mary and anna that matthew crawley was shit in bed you know what i don't think that he was because she later is like oh, i would have to be married to someone who's as good as my first husband I oh, d- come on he got shot in the spine or whatever <laughs> what could he possibly have been like packing no i think also she- he was such a smug self-satisfied prick also, guys, can we talk about how funny it is that Dan Stevens' career has, like, gone nowhere? <laughs> like, I know he's in this movie or something. It was well-received. I mean, apparently his American accent game is on point. Oh, really? Well, that's what they say. And All I'll, right. You know, if you can do that, you, you deserve points for that. But also, like, I heard, I read about it when it came out, but I haven't heard anybody say shit since. Interesting. So. Well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Right. Like, Toronto buzz is one thing. Yeah. Box office returns. That is a career. Yeah. So we'll see how things Said go. Said the people who aren't involved in the entertainment industry. Uh, excuse me. This is an entertaining podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So backing up from the anniversary party, right, right, right. like that gets like kind of settled. But Violet's decided to take a turn for the meddlesome. Oh, yeah. And we love it. She's fit. Like this. Uh, of is, course, she's always great. This but- is potentially the best We've ever seen her. We loved it. It was amazing. So she knows Murdy. Murdy! <laughs> yeah. Murdy's all like, hey girl, hey, to Isabel. cousin Isabel. Yeah. But she's also like, oh, I know Dr. Clarkson was like sniffing around with his Hippocratic dick <laughs> and trying to like get on that. Yeah. So she plans a luncheon and she invites Murdy. She invites... Dr. Clarkson, Isabel, and Lady Shackleton, who uh-huh. needs to have her own spinoff immediately. Right. Shackleton's Endurance. Yes. So, that's perfect. Yeah, I, I know. knew there was a Shackleton <laughs> pun in there. Um, <laughs> and then there's, like, some other person there. But, like, yeah, Spratt, yeah. 
was oh my such God. a bitch this whole episode. Spratt would not serve Dr. Clarkson. And, like, Violet was like, um, listen up. You need to fucking stop being a snob. Yeah. And it was great. It was great. Anyway, so Lady Shackleton is, like, potentially hooking up with Murdy now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to last. I think that was just to make Isabel, like... Get her fighting like hard this to is say. for her benefit. I think possibly it's hard to say but what her actual end game is. It's hard to say because like if that was all there was to it, then why Doctor Clarkson needed to be there? You know. Well, but, because I mean, look, Isabel has everything in common with Doctor Clarkson, but she's not like attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and. Mags had that line. She's like, oh, he wants what every man wants. Uh, yeah. Even the old ladies are getting golden girls this season. Yeah. Cause Vi- like Isabel was like, oh, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm over 50. And then Violet's like, I was referring to companionship. <laughs> Cause that bitch got dignity. Yes, she does. She also name checked Mrs. Bennett. Yes, she did. Which was great. I it mean, was it was great, so like little- as like meta pop culture reference dropping podcasters <laughs> for her to drop a Mrs. Bennett reference. And that yeah. was like, you know, it's not contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more contemporary than you know a lot of <laughs> yeah, what goes it was on just in this podcast. Great. That was her whole thing with her whole little mini scene with uh, Lady Shackleton. It was yeah. so great. So yeah, she pulled out the luncheon, and we're not really sure where things stand with Murdy right. and That's Isabel or Doctor Carson. But listen, I am always in favor of a love triangle, right? And that means we've got like two this season that yeah. I'm actually interested in. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess just kind of, like, fast-forwarding, like, to the party, right? Well, because Jimmy Kent, okay, is next on my list, is okay. Jimmy Kent. Yeah. Jimmy Kent sent Lady Anne Struther that Valentine. Right. And that lady has been down to fuck yeah. ever since. And, she's like, been she's like, been harassing him twice a day with the post. Yeah. Which is a lot of effort. If you've seen Sense and Sensibility, <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Right. So he's talking to Thomas about this, and it's so fun. They're broing out. Yeah. They're broing out because this bitch needs to get her head checked. Yeah. And, but like Carson's like picking up on it or whatever. But anyway, Lady Anstruther is so crazy. Yeah. That she's like, I'm driving to Downton. I'm calling Cora, mm-hmm. who you don't know. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be driving through. Can I stop? Like have tea, and then she comes up with a bullshit story about how her car broke down, and how uh-huh. can she stay the night? Yeah, and so then she gives a note to Jimmy Kent that Carson sees. We thought he was going to shut this down, right? We because like Jimmy was like, like oh, yeah, I can't really. Carson could see that something was yeah. happening. But anyway, Thomas covered for him, and they were discovered uh, in flagrante right. by Lord Grantham, and we'll get to that in a minute because it was possibly the best moment of the right. Rarely so. do we give Hugh Bonneville. The best moment. Right. But he would okay. win for best deny our best evasion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, he would. So the dinner's happening. There's a big argument at dinner over like politics or whatever because the homely liberal's there and she's all uppity and Lord Grant and it gets awkward and it's good. Uh, so we're then- kind of guys. We might be coming around on the homely liberal. We really might. We're not changing the name. No, we're not. We're, stuck we're not with changing that. the name. Yeah. But like she. She had some qualities about her in this episode, and she seems like a really good teacher. So, right. so everybody's going to bed, right? And Thomas has escorted Jimmy up to be his wingman because Jimmy's like, you know what? I I kind of want to hit that. And like, she's not horrible looking, but right. she also looks like she knows what she's gonna do around a dick. Yeah, like and that mean, lady has fucked some dicks in her time. Right, and it's not like Jimmy gets chances all that often with you no know, the position that he's yeah. in. So he's like, you know what? I'm going for it. And Tom's yeah. like, all right, I think you're crazy, but I'll come up and keep looking. No, up. he's like, listen, if you hear me say anything, like, don't go in. Right, right. And so, but just before that. They see one aristocratic pirate, Lord Gillingham, heading into Lady Mary's room. Dudes. 
Oh my god. Last person who did that died. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Kamal Pamuk. <laughs> um, no, but so he gets in her room and he is like, bitch, yeah. I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And she is like, well, actually, he's like, I want to marry you. And she's like, slow your roll, pirate. <laughs> I have been married. I want to be married again. And that's chill. But like, I need to make sure that that dick is on point. And he's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so they're like about to do it. Yeah. But Edith fucking edith baby stealer grantham crawley whatever fucking who cares she okay mrs hughes like found this german primer that that dumb mr gregson left in their library having such a big house like i remember that guy that died five years ago found one of his things yeah you you want it (laughs) anyway so Edith's like super sad because also she named her daughter marigold so she's really got (laughs) to think about all of her life choices right um so she throws the book and it somehow, and the editing was weird here, yeah. but it hit the fire and caught on fire. So her room was on fire. Luckily, yes. Thomas is up in the gallery keeping a lookout for Jim and he sees the smoke coming out of the door. Mm. He totally King Kongs it yeah. and saves her ass. Mm-hmm. Everybody leaves. Uh, Tom is helping Lord Grant. He, Lord Grant was like, you know where the sand buckets are. <laughs> and I'm like, does no one else? You should distribute that information yeah, widely. You, that would really be helpful for Everybody everyone. Everybody should know. And then the fire brigade shows up, headed by the pig man. He <laughs> is quite the statesman. Yes. He's on many committees. Mm-hmm. Nearly as many as Lord Grant. <laughs> oh, right. Person. So anyway, they put the fire on. It's pretty much fine. Well, but as the, but that's the point. As they're, like, running around doing things, Lord Grantham is like, I'll check the upstairs bedroom. Yes. And Thomas is like, oh, I could do that. And he's like, no, no, I'll do it. So he walks in. Jimmy Kent's getting it on with Lady Anne Struther. And, like, he just says in the most perfect Lord Grantham voice, there's a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, that was the sound of us high-fiving. Yes. What you're getting out of this instant take is how much we love this show. Like, So much air punching, yeah. so much high-fiving, right. so much doing victory dances when it turns out the homely liberal's totally going to tutor Daisy like I said she was going to at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, how much have you missed the show, I've everybody? I've missed it a lot. This show's so great. It's so we- and oh, it's God. not even what it used to be, but no. it's still just like, it's like you just slide in and you're like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. We're like super fine. Yeah. Also, let's see, what else happened? Molesley is the Edith of downstairs. Yeah, he's, he's doing a whole he's hair dye his thing. hair. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Dowager said something to Edith about how she was being a realist uh, about, because the whole right. liberal caused a stir. And she's like, we're being realists, something your generation knows nothing about. And I'm like, their generation's mostly dead. Yeah. They mostly all die. Try that on for realism. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I thought, you know, that Carson was going to decant the shit out of the sexual tension. Right. I mean, he didn't. It was Lord Grantham, which is kind of his, like, proxy. <laughs> you know, that's true. They worked together. No, and remember when uh, Lord Grantham called Tom a hater? <laughs> <laughs> He did. He's he been drinking that haterade. That's right. That oh my haterade, god. It's claret. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Decanted by Carson. <laughs> yeah. Look, solid, solid entry. Yeah. Like, if it's like this the whole time, I'm down with season six. Yeah. It's, like, I've been gunning for this shit to get canceled. Right. Like, we got this podcast for, like, we could do other things. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this was on point. It was on point. It really Mary, was. Mary, I think, was the best and worst dressed. At various true. points. Well, we can worry all about oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, we'll do that in January. But, like, yeah. you just the clothes are great. 
Rose yeah. is still around. No, I mean, the only things we didn't like were hangovers from previous seasons. That's true. So yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what what develops. But yeah. we're we're loving it. Yeah. So I guess that's our instant take. Yeah. Until next time. Up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out. <laughs>